0: Robots vs. Dinosaurs is a proud member of the Apocalypse Podcast Network. Check out Apocalypse Podcast Network for more great podcasts. The following podcast is brought to you by Robots vs. Dinosaurs. Robots vs. Dinosaurs <laughs> is brought to you by the 28th Street and Crescent, Vogue <laughs> Disclaimer, this podcast is about to spoil several movies from 6 to 20 years old. Lou, read off the list. Today, Robots vs. Dinosaurs will be spoiling for you, the listener. Family Ties, Full House, Growing veins Get Out, Black Hole Sun by Sound Parks and Recreation, Modern Family, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Seinfeld, Friends, Saved by the Bell, Bad Moms, Spider-Man, Far From Home, Thor, The Avengers, The Fantastic Four, X-Men, Days of Future Past, X-Men, Apocalypse, and X-Men, Dark Phoenix. We're making it up as (laughs) we go along. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Robots vs. Dinosaurs, the podcast where we watch a movie (laughs) or a TV show every week and then try to determine which one is cooler, robots Dinosaurs or resurrected robots that, well, I guess that's all. That's just a robot. Uh, resurrected <laughs> synthesoids that yes. were stolen from a top secret sword facility. Exactly. Missing their
1: <laughs> mind stone head. Part of it.
0: <laughs> Which is a very important part of them, I would argue. <laughs> we are going to be talking about today WandaVision episode 105 on a very special episode.
1: I was just going to say, and it is very special. It
0: was very special. Good. This yeah. one, again, uh, directed and written by the Shack and Shafe team, Matt Shackman and Jack Schaefer. New stars in this episode. And actually, before I mention the new stars, I'm pretty sure that that the people that are listening to this show, uh, Robots versus Dinosaurs, have already seen WandaVision. I'm assuming that you've seen the latest episode. <laughs> but if not, if for some reason you have not, and you're trying to stay spoiler-free... You shouldn't be listening. You should like wait, pause this, and and listen to this after. This you watch might it. not be the podcast for you. Yeah. So I'm I'm just just in case I'm going to say huge huge spoiler warning for right now because one of the stars in this episode is Evan Peters and Ryan. Where have we seen Evan Peters before? Evan Peters comes from the Fox's
1: X Men universe where he played. Well, in that movie, it was actually. Peter Maximoff, I believe. They changed mm-hmm. the name for whatever reason, but in Quicksilver, I guess they did something here where they brought him into the MCU now as the same character, different actor. Well, same actor from X Men, replacing the MCU actor. I forget his name who played him in the Ultron. Yeah, it's pretty big because this is our first glimpse into a possible multiverse, which is yes, which is quite a big deal. You know, it's been quite the talk of the
0: MCU lately. So I just and- see where it's going. His appearance also gave me a really big theory of, of what's overall going on in, mm-hmm. in Westview. So why don't we revisit some of our theories uh, that we've been tracking? Cool. Because I think that um, even though we know some of them are ruled out, there was interesting aspects of some of them. Um, because yeah. we talked about whether or not this is all a dream sequence. And uh, that is my least favorite possibility, as I've said before. But yeah, what if... Uh, What if Wanda is not actually consciously aware of what's going on and not actually the one who's in control and causing all of this? And she's just sort of responding to it the best way she can and protecting herself.
1: I, I couldn't agree with you more. That is almost exactly what I'm coming up with. And also maybe even somewhat plays into, you know, you asked me earlier in the week about why you think she's projecting sitcoms when, mm-hmm. you know, she grew up in Sokovia and why would she have seen these American sitcoms? Maybe it's someone else projecting these into her and she's just maneuvering the pieces around, but it's not actually her projection,
0: I guess. Yeah. So that could be another reason. why Maybe it's not her who's making it be a sitcom. Another uh, uh, option was simulation. And we know it's not that because Norm, we have this really, really scary moment with Norm in this episode yep. where Vision breaks him out of the illusion. Mm-hmm. And he tries pleading with, with Vision and tells him, you know, he's, he's in so much pain and he wants to get back to his family. And yep. he says, she's making me do it or she uh, is controlling me, which may mean Wanda. He doesn't say Wanda. He yeah. says She. And I think oh, yeah. you and I have a pretty strong theory about who she might also be. Yes, she is definitely Agnes. I think so. <laughs> I'm 90% sure. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% suspicious and I'm 90% sure. <laughs> oh, she's just, it's just the weird things that she does and stuff. There's
1: nothing that's been evil, but it's just mm-hmm. odd and off. So it's just,
0: it's cool to see it progress. We talked about whether this is a plug and play thing, like uh, like whether people are hooking up like Pretty Player One. Or another another uh reference to that would be in Guardians of the Galaxy Two, the the gold people that were chasing the Guardians through space in those drones, and all of them were in like individual chairs and they were operating their drones. And yeah, yeah. I I could see like those people having the sort of technology to pilot human bodies by jacking into them it's it's a stretch it's a big stretch it is yeah can move past it <laughs> i
1: think i think i know i think we have a good idea of the
0: direction it's going and yeah. probably just not it but you know yeah good guess at the beginning no uh, nothing in this episode to support or disprove the quantum realm theory i think unless you noticed anything that adds or subtracts to that no i'm still seeing no uh, quantum realm
1: but again nothing that disproves it or proves it we can keep it
0: and then finally, scrolls. Was there any evidence of scrolls in this episode? No, I I looked, I I tried to do like background looking because that's really something you
1: gotta pay attention to in this. And I didn't I didn't see anything that maybe even hints toward. It. I didn't really see him mention mention it either. So did you notice anything? No, not yeah. really. I don't um, know if that it's there to make us think or what, but unless Evan Peters is a scroll. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'd like to, I mean, that's cool, but God, I really
0: would like to believe that it's the character from the Fox universe. It's what I really want. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And here is my new theory that I want to add to the list because the Fox universe introduced us to the Phoenix Force. And in the last movie that came out was Dark Phoenix. And that is directly a movie about a telekinetic, possibly the most powerful of the X-Men, Jean Grey, Yes. Getting possessed by a cosmic force that has its own agenda and is able to use her incredible powers to control and manipulate reality in a lot of ways. So if this is truly the Quicksilver from the X-Men universe and other aspects of the X-Men universe are bleeding into here, I could see this whole entire town of Westview, Wanda especially, being controlled by the Phoenix Force. That, that's,
1: that's really good, especially the fact that they're, that's a really good point. Bringing in the X-Men and showing like Jean Grey could be actually the one who's in control here. And that would, I think, surprise a lot of people because I think a lot of people are thinking other things. Mm-hmm. That, that, that would be uh, – that's really cool. I never thought about that, but I like that.
0: There's another, there's another character that uh, I've, I've seen a lot of speculation about that could be controlling everything. Are you familiar with, with Mephisto?
1: Yes, that's exactly, you know, I read a lot too. And I'm, again, I don't read the comics much, but I read a lot of the people's thoughts of the show and stuff and see how, how it relates to my thoughts and stuff. And I've heard a lot of people talk about him. And was well, he
0: basically the, the devil of the MCU? Yeah. Yeah, he, visually, he is absolutely the devil. <laughs> yeah. um, he, he looks like, you know, he looks just kind of like Azizel from that one X-Men movie. Uh, I think it was First Class. Um, yeah. Nightcrawler's father. Yeah, and uh, his powers include uh, shape shifting, projecting illusions, and specifically manipulating people's memories, giving them false memories or erasing memories from them. Yeah, and that's um, definitely
1: so, where you come into play here, certainly. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a really good thought, Gene Gray. I like that. I was really think going the Mephisto route, but maybe they'll surprise us with the Gene Gray and the X Men. And Mephisto will maybe come in. Maybe it'll lead up to a Mephisto going into a, like a, the multiverse of madness or something. Maybe hint at him or hint at Jean Grey coming in. Maybe have, you know, man, wow. My thoughts are overflowing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's awesome. I like that. That's cool. There's definitely a large over uh, a large power that's, I think, overseeing all this. And I think Agnes is some piece of it she's not the main thing but she maybe she's like the sidekick or helper you know and you know and i've also read uh what's her name agatha harkness the like a witch from the marble uh mm-hmm. marvel universe that, that that's who she may be okay
0: oh that's interesting yeah so yeah, uh, I am convinced that Agnes is involved in a bad way somehow because yeah, she does um she does still seem to be afraid of Wanda. She does. But but she's also I feel like she's also instigating and she's also trying to provoke her. Uh, did we talk about the No, we didn't talk about this. I went I went back and rewatched the first episode. And yeah, there's yeah. this moment where Wanda is uh sh- she's getting help from Agnes in the kitchen. And Agnes says something about, uh, you know, this, this fork, I I knew you were in a pinch. So this four course meal is a snap and she snaps her fingers. And Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's got to be a direct reference to Thanos. And I think she's trying to provoke Wanda. She's trying to stir up bad memories in Wanda to Mm. either get her to break out of this or to display her powers in a certain way. Yeah. But I do, it does feel like she's poking the bear.
1: Yeah. Trying to make her do something nuts go go crazy release the powers mm-hmm. yeah maybe they need those powers to be released to control them you know they need
0: her to, to to let them out Yep. and there's okay so there's a lot of stuff let's go beat by beat through this because there's a lot of stuff i want to touch on um, yeah. Oh, yeah so let's make sure we don't miss anything the opening sequence uh, we get the previously on wandavision and they're going through all the highlights um, we start in this episode with a shot of the house. It's the very, very, very typical '80s sitcom thing, where you have this like stock, this stock frame of just a, a, a house, and then it goes inside the living room. It's '80s AF. Wanda <laughs> and Vision are trying to get their babies to sleep. Vision is in his totally natural state. I mentioned this in the a couple episodes ago, but I love the fact that when he's with his babies. He is not disguising himself, that he wants Correct. them to see him in his truth, Synthesoid form. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really beautiful. That is great. Yeah, absolutely. Wanda gets frustrated that Tommy and Billy won't go to sleep, and she tries to cast a sleep spell on them. And very, very, what I noticed that stood out, it doesn't work. Yes, exactly. What do you make of that? It doesn't work. Now, this is where this is really
1: where I started believing that somebody else must kind of maybe is in control, because if Wanda was in control, she would be able to do what she wanted. And she even questions it herself. She hmm. says, why aren't you doing what I want? You know, so she's a little surprised that it's not working, I feel. Now, is that maybe because a Mephisto or a Jean Grey is, is in control? I don't know. Maybe it's also just because one of. One of those kids is also uh, telekinetic, like she is telepathy. So maybe it should, the, the baby's not allowing it to happen because it's spe- they're special as well. So they're not going to fall under the spell because they're not like the people. Like in the, you'll notice later they also question why it's Saturday. Dad's at work. Yep. Like they're they're not as it, they're. It looks like they're not really in
0: in the under the control of Wanda. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought too. They're they're definitely mutants. They're def- or I guess the MCU doesn't use the word mutants so far, but yeah. um, but they are definitely they're born of uh, of um, the mo- one of the most powerful beings in this cinematic universe. So I think it does stand to reason that they could they could be um, even as babies powerful mm-hmm. enough to resist uh, a, a mind spell being cast on them, even by their own mother. It's the first one naturally born that way too. Naturally born
1: with a power. The fir- is that the first people in the MCU that are naturally born with a power?
0: Yo, I think that's right. Because the only character that really has, like, superpowers is arguably Spider-Man, right? Yes. Like, almost everybody else, it's a suit, or it's a serum, or... Exactly. Or they're from space, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, exactly. Or some nuclear explosion, or some. There's always something that that happened to give them a power. And this, yeah, is and really so Spider-Man,
0: Spider-Man too, like he was bit by. Uh, so it is technology, really. It's like a, a serum, basically, that was injected into. Him. So yeah, the, there's no there's no characters other than Thor that I can think of that were born with their powers. Right. Yeah, because then he's, like you said, he's from
1: space, he's a god, but the earthly MCU characters, mm-hmm. you know,
0: yeah, I don't think there's been a naturally with, born with powers like I'm that. glad you said earthly, because that I did think of one exception, which is Peter Quill, but we find out in Guardians 2, it's That's because god. he's born from, literally, a, a celestial, from ego. Right, yes. So there's always a reason, there's no nat- no one's
1: naturally born that way, so... Yeah, that's that's another thing. And how natural really is it?
0: I, I don't know, but you know you know what I mean. <laughs> I do. And Jimmy Wu I think speculates on on this during the episode, or, or maybe director Hayward, but um, somebody speculates on like are the are her children real or are they just manifestations yeah. of something? And they say definitively, no. We've done we've run tests, we've done scans. Those are real human kids. There, like they they yeah. exist. <laughs> and they were basically made out of nothing. Which is quite were incredible. they though? Were they? Were they? Right. Don't because, know. Because okay, this is something we're definitely going to get into towards the end of the episode. But Wanda can't resurrect the dead. Yes. So exactly, that that, and that's mentioned. Is so it like? Mentioned? It is. Yeah, she mentions it. She says that she can't. She's actually. She's saying that when the dog dies. Um, right. Big spoiler again for this episode. <laughs> The very and Agnes' huge dog
1: even, Sparky dies. Agnes even questioned this. she's like, "You can do that, or something mm-hmm. like that." And then I think that's what prompts that what prompts her or someone else to bring over the other Quicksilver because they want you know you can't replace him because his body's dead and gone or whatever. So you right. can take a living one from another universe and bring it over, yep. you know. And I mean, that's probably how we're going to get all these characters into this universe, so, some, something to do with that. I think so. I think, do you think maybe the snap all the times the snap has happened could have torn some kind of torn the fibers of time or whatever it is, you know, and, and these characters are spilling into our universe from, from the other universes because there's a, a the snap happened like four times now. That's a lot of energy mm-hmm. to be happening over and over again in a few years span. Who knows if that could have torn a hole in the dimensions and it's, and these characters are, actually snapped from their dimension over into
0: ours accidentally that's interesting you said it's happened four times can you can you list those can you like catalog those yeah we got the first snap in infinity
1: war Mm -hmm. where he he kills everyone and then you know off camera not in the in the movies in between infinity war and endgame he snaps to destroy the stones right right and then they go back in time collect them the hulk snaps them again to bring everyone back to life and then they take them from thanos a little while later when they're battling them and snap again to destroy his army so that's
0: a lot that's a lot of energy that's a lot of snapping yeah especially when you throw time travel into that and that complicates things even further <laughs> that's even more yeah. variables right exactly so Man. you know it's good just catch. another theory i thought of that's a good catch yeah, I, I do. I really do want to know where these kids came from, because it's like like Vision, for example, Vision's not just back. He's not resurrected. She we, we got confirmation in this episode. She broke into a sword facility. She stole his corpse. And yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty creepy. It's <laughs> some version of Vision's body and some version of his personality is mm-hmm. speaking through it. But we know he's still dead, and we know that she doesn't. Well, we don't know, but it it seem it doesn't seem like she can just create life. So, where like are these kids recycled matter from dead kids? <laughs> are they yeah. like so, kids that would have been born to somebody else, or and and? I don't know. Yeah. Is the fact that they can, they can accelerate their growth by five years in an instant. Like, is that one of their powers or is that part of this Westview, yeah. Westview world reality? That's
1: another question I had too, is them aging you know, aging up like that is, is that them or who's it? Cause they look at each other kind of and do it and Wanda stops them. But I, I kind of thought it was, it wasn't them doing it at first, but now I'm like, do they have the power to do this? you know your point of where do they get the matter to create new people that that's a good question i
0: i don't know i don't yeah. know right now that's that's crazy wanda wanda seems to think that they're under that they're controlling it she seems to think that she tells them like you know you can't just skip past things you can't just gr- you know grow accelerate your growth just to avoid and run away from your problems you have to face them and it seems like she's basically telling them like i know that you have the power to do this but i'm i'm Urging you not to do it, so it does seem like they they are in control of their their rapid growth somehow. It does. All right, so going back to the beginning of the episode, Agnes walks in. Hiya, kids! Oh, Agnes, and her hair is so (laughs) '80s, and the the aerobics outfit, (laughs) and she's just doing aerobics and like talking about her jazzercise, and. Then it gets, um, I forget exactly what leads up to this moment, but there's like this weird moment. And she, she says, she sort of like freezes in frame. Like she like she knows the camera is still rolling and she doesn't want to break. And she says, you want me to take that again? And this, I like, I threw, I, I, I was holding something. And I just like threw it across the room. It was like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh, this is amazing. She's breaking through <laughs> the reality. She, she's, she's letting them know she's aware. And then Vision has a freak out. And he's like, what was that just now? It's interesting because he takes Wanda aside and they do the very sitcom thing where it's like, we're going to talk about this person who's right over there, but but they're yeah. out of frame. So, <laughs> yeah. like, we're just going to have a private conversation over here. Yeah. But everything he's asking is, like, really big questions. Like, why, why did she act like that? Why is she talking about taking it back again. Why is she talking about like, let's reset and and do the line over. I didn't say the right line for you. I'm so sorry.
1: Yeah. He's like blown away. Like, yeah. What is this? And, and, you know, he like stops her. She's going to go, I I believe what happened was she was going to rock the babies or something. Give them, try to get, and you know, vision jumps in. It's like, Oh, you want to wash your hands or whatever. Like, I wonder, I wonder what may, if that was, if that was Agnes purposely trying to, purposely trying to almost break Vision out of it to, to rile Wanda up. Is this purposely being done? So they, it, 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 is she stirring the pot on purpose is what I feel. I feel like she almost stopped for no reason. Like she, she could have just played along with it. I, I think it's, it's kind of like instigation almost to, she
0: wants Vision to, to realize what's going on in some way. I think so too. I think she tried it with Wanda directly. Um, it didn't work and now she's now she's trying to use vision as a proxy like to get to get Wanda's goat there I, it also recall like I recalled the moment in the Brady Bunch style episode when they're when Agnes is talking to Herb and Herb is about to reveal something he says you know she's here because we're all and Agnes says no no no! like you can't mm-hmm. you're going too far so she, either, yeah, it's, it's weird. She kind of vacillates between wanting to expose the secret and wanting to keep it under wraps. But no matter what, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm 100% suspicious of Agnes. She definitely has her own agenda and I yeah. can't wait for it to be revealed. It, it, yeah, me neither. <laughs> the kids are about five years old, uh, or well, they jump from being babies to being five years old in an instant. And then yeah. we get this amazing intro sequence with. <laughs> This want this new WandaVision intro song. We're making it up as we go along. Yes, we're making it up
1: as we go along. It's fucking good, man. Dude, I want to fucking I want to crank that.
0: It's so good. It start. And it even starts with like that black and white uh, drawing, and the paintbrush starts filling brush, it in. Yes. Then we see like these photos of their lives, and my favorite part of that is Baby Vision, and yes. then like Teenage Vision.
1: It's, it's gonna storm the meme world i'm telling you
0: oh yeah yeah first we got baby groot and then we got baby yoda now we got baby vision the world's obsessed with baby versions i mean uh, you know uh D- D- that's when disney bought marvel they were like listen the secret is babies big eyes cute faces exactly. like you, yeah. they sell like hot cakes just do it yep universal appeal uh, so and a, ba- a baby, a baby synthesoid robot is just more <laughs> adorable than it has any business being. It is. It's so ridiculous, but so funny. <laughs> and then I love, we come out of the, the opening title sequence into uh, Hayward <laughs> inter- 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 interrogating Monica Rambo. He's asking her, what's the first thing you you do remember? And she says, pain. Wanda's mm. voice in my head a feeling keeping me down she describes it as a hopeless feeling of grief what do you make of monica's experience being under the what uh, what darcy calls the hex i find it odd that it's similar to what i feel like ned
1: described uh you know the guy that the vision popped back into his into his regular self no, no oh yeah norm yeah i feel like it's a similar experience to that but she actually mentions wanda Like it was Wanda, but, but when Norm, Norm doesn't, Norm doesn't mention Wanda. I don't know if it's because he doesn't know who it is or because it actually is a different voice in his head, but that, that got me thinking.
0: Yeah. I think that's an important distinction because Monica has a history with Wanda or at least like a dossier. Like she's definitely studied Wanda. She knows about Wanda. And of course she was inserting herself into this strange situation that she thinks Wanda is in control of. So she Definitely went into she went into Westview willingly and was still was still consumed by the Hex and was still drawn under its power. But yeah. Norm, I think, and and almost everybody else in the town, it happened while they were not aware. They didn't walk into it. I think they were in the town, they were living their normal life right. or whatever. And it just happened to them rather than them walking through that barrier. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think Norm has some awareness that a a woman some powerful woman is doing this but the fact that he specifically says she and not wanda i think means a lot and i think yeah it, i think
1: it means a lot too that's that's what i got from it why did she mention the name and why why he didn't it just seems odd. Uh, it just seems like they do that on purpose you know maybe that maybe she feels wanda in her head but again it's because someone else is manipulating her emotions and feelings so she's going to feel like it's Wanda pushing her down, but it could, you know, the feelings of grief, Wanda's grief, but it could be the higher, the, the higher villain who's actually making this happen inside her head.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I, I, so there's two things that made me, that shook things up in like everything that I believe in the show so far. One was just just the way Norm was describing his experience and the fear in his eyes. And that, I got to say that actor did such a great job with that little moment because it's like the camera just kind of stays on him while he's having this freak out and Vision's trying to help him. And Vision kind of gets to this point where he's like, I can't help you. I got to just put you back yeah. uh, under the spell. And he just sort of immediately goes back into like happy, fun Norm, the kooky yeah. co-worker, And and it's 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 jarring um, how quickly he jumps back into that. That's the scariest part, not his true. description of the pain and the suffering. And like, I, I can't get to my family. I, I need to reach them. Like that's, that's existentially yeah. terrifying on its own, but the way he just jumps back under the hex spell and yeah. everything's normal and I'm just fine. it yeah. so creepy. Just to know that underneath that
1: happiness is still that he's crying for help, that pain, and and it's just glossed over with that smiley, you know, creepy. uh, It reminds me of almost like the Black Hole Sun Soundgarden video. Just it's like this darkness but happy creepiness on top of it. It's just Or the the movie
0: Get Out, the Jordan Peele movie Get Out. Have you seen that? Uh I have, yeah. But uh I don't remember much of it, so but you know huge spoilers for get out if you haven't seen jordan peel's <laughs> get out i want to repeat huge spoiler for this movie um it's all about this this basically this cult of uh, rich white people that abduct black yes. people and they do a brain surgery swap on them but like a part of them is still inside of the brain so they can't control their body anymore it's being controlled by the, somebody else that was implanted in them but they still have this 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 awareness that they're trapped yeah. inside and that's kind of what this reminded me of and it yeah. made me believe that wanda wanda is a superhero right she has done bad bad things when she was being manipulated by hydra and when she you know was being taught her whole life that tony stark is the enemy and she wanted to kill tony stark mm-hmm. she did some bad things and then later she accidentally, her powers accidentally resulted in, in, in people's deaths, which they reference directly in this episode It'd in the commercial. commercial. <laughs> yeah, But she has remorse. She's not a bad person. She intends to do good. She's a hero. So yeah. when we see Norm in this state, I no longer can believe that Wanda is doing this to anybody on purpose. If she was aware that this was happening because of her, yeah like i I believe her when vision confronts her later, and she's like and she says, You know, do you really believe that I have this much control? Do you really believe that I'm controlling the minds of everyone in this town? I believe yeah. that she does that she Doesn't. does it and that she's just as scared I believe her too, and in, in that case, i absolutely yeah <laughs> she's
1: not she's not totally in control yeah,
0: yep. And so I think that when she breaks through the barrier and confronts Hayward and his team of snipers, I don't think that is her. I think it's a projection, or it is uh, somebody wearing like a Wanda illusion, like you know, put, putting mm-hmm. like they're disguising themselves as Wanda. I don't think it's her. What do you? Yeah, think? I, I I can agree with that. I think it's not her either. That
1: something that tone of her, she she's not that evil, you know, right. She's, she's she's like you said she's a hero she's a good person she's never shown any signs. she's always tried to help people and she's always had good intentions so mm-hmm. to see her now go out and be this evil is just that she wants this and i don't care how much it hurts other people that that's not wanda and, and that's exactly what she's doing all these you know just like hayward said and she she just really basically just brushed it off and didn't care yeah that's not her you're right so yeah. something else and then when she turns around and goes back in and Puts that like red projection around the whole place. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's something, maybe that's Mephisto, the whole red, uh, the whole red color coming into play. Red seems to always pop up. She's wearing red shoes through most of this episode. I, I just, I don't know if, you know, of course, maybe I'm looking too much into it, but.
0: I don't think so at all. No, I think red, red is a very significant theme. And yeah. it, I mean, it touches, they, 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 they play very uh, cheekily, with Hayward is is going over the whole dossier of Wanda. And he's saying, he's asking like, so she doesn't have any sort of alias. They, they don't call her anything else. And then Darcy's whole thing with the hex, they're really playing around with references to her being the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. They're not coming right out and saying the word witch, but talking about hexes, talking about how everybody's under this hex spell. Uh, in the comics, that is what, her powers are sort of called like the, their hex powers, or, you know, uh, Darcy describes it as it's what I'm calling the anomaly because of the hex shape, which they set that up when, when Jimmy was writing on the board, why hexagonal shapes. But yeah, I feel like they're really like hinting towards that or playing around with it. I don't know if they'll ever come out and and flat out call her Scarlet Witch, because it is still kind of a silly name, but it's, but it works, like they're, they're getting to a point where they're setting up enough of a foundation that I would accept it, like it works, you know? Oh yeah, I would totally accept it,
1: absolutely. They may also come up with a clever way to use the name that's not cheesy. They'll, they'll reference it maybe in a way that's, you know, they do that sometimes. I can't think of a good example, but they'll take something cheesy and reference it in a different way so that it, it's not so corny. But you're right, Scarlet Witch is kinda just the name. I don't know. To, some some of these superhero names are a little ludicrous. You know, you gotta mm-hmm.
0: gotta ground it a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I, I I love it as a comics fan. I love it and I want to see it. But I yeah. also I'm fully aware that like it's silly. Not not the like the the audience that flocks to the MCU is not necessarily. All comic nerds like me so they're not going to appreciate that level of ridiculousness um so but i like that they're gradually easing us into it it's kind of yeah. nice
1: <laughs> i have this feeling that they are going to call her scarlet witch i think i feel like they're building to it they're teasing us and it's gonna she's gonna become the scarlet witch or mm-hmm. you know but that's that's kind of what i feel but
0: yeah point is they could just be doing playing a game where it's just to be fun you know we're not gonna actually well, ask- I- I, I like the I like the way that they've they've done every character so far, which is like you you kind of know them by their first name. Like we yeah. don't most people when they're talking about the MCU movies, they're not like you don't say Iron Man first, you say Tony. Like almost everybody mm-hmm. just refers to him as Tony. Or well, yeah. Cap is an exception. Almost almost nobody calls him Steve first, but it's always yeah, Cap. They don't. But like well, for the most Bruce, part, assuming you're Natasha, saying enough. Clint, and I prefer
1: I prefer that. It just. I just prefer them. It just makes it more realistic. It, it works yes. better in a comic, but when you're putting something into reality, you kind of sometimes have to just make it a little more grounded and normal. So, so you get a general audience
0: that can enjoy it. It also gives <laughs> you the sense that like they're coworkers, you know, like they're, <laughs> they're showing up, they're punching in, they're, they're saving the world. Uh, but yep. at the end of the day, they're Bruce and Steve and Tony. and <laughs> Wanda. Exactly. We're just people like you, you know what I'm saying? So, okay. Ryan, I got major validation in this episode uh, because the very first time that they introduced director Hayward, I said, I don't like this guy. I'm suspicious of this guy. I'm I'm smelling something weird. And in this episode, he is giving the whole briefing about uh, Scarlet Witch and everything that's going on. And he says they originally thought that they counted uh, Wanda Maximoff as one of the many victims of like the almost 4,000 people in this town that are under this spell. But now he has shifted his, his view and now he thinks that she is the principal victimizer, mm-hmm. which is a strong term to use. Um, it is. Then catalogs her whole history and talks about in 1989, she was born to, she and her brother Pietro were born to Irina and Oleg Maximoff. Uh, her, her and her brother were radicalized and volunteered for Hydra, which Jimmy interrupts and says, that's an oversimplification oversimpli- of events, but okay. Uh, yeah. Yes. And I love that Ginny Wu is, is defensive of her. Like, not, yeah. not too much. He's still doing his job. He's still up there following protocol and everything. But he's like, yeah, okay, you can look at it that way, but distilling her down to her worst parts and not yeah. giving her credit for the good things that, that she's done. And, you know, and he mentions that how she
1: was against the Avengers at first, but she like joined them, yep. it came good. And I think he's just reinforced, he's
0: trying to, you know, reinforce the fact that Wanda actually is good. And then Ryan, this happens. Cat, uh, they, they cut to Cat Dennings. They cut to Darcy at one point, And she, I think she's sitting next to Jimmy Woo while, Uh, Hayward is is going on and on about something and and blowing hard and she says (laughs) Hayward's a and she's about to say dick they do a smash cut to Hayward himself saying terrorists yes so that full sentence the way it's edited is Hayward's a terrorist yep yeah I thought the exact same thing and you know
1: I actually didn't I watched this episode like four or five times and I didn't even really put that together until I watched again this morning when I got up and I saw that and I was like, Oh, I think Lou is on to something here. Yeah.
0: I'm telling you, yeah, I know, there, I, yeah, know I know I know movie fun. movie dickheads and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I can yeah, smell absolutely. I can smell them the moment they're introduced.
1: <laughs> do you think do you think he's gonna be like a, um, um I wanna your just your opinion, you think he's gonna be like the main bad guy or you think he's
0: just assisting? Here's what I think. I think that he is still, in his mind, on the side of good. Mm -hmm. I think that director Hayward is viewing this whole situation as Wanda has churned and she is now uh, a supervillain and she has to be stopped. I don't think he's being manipulated by anyone evil. I don't think he necessarily is part of HYDRA or has evil intent. I think it is what it is, which is that he's just kind of an abrasive douchebag... (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And he's suspicious. And I mean, given his job and like what he's in charge of his responsibilities, he kind of has the right to be suspicious and not immediately rule out that Wanda, this cosmically powerful being, might be doing bad things. And like, I don't know, I I don't necessarily think he's evil. I just think he's a douchebag. (laughs) Yeah,
1: he's douchebag and he's on the side of stopping Wanda and he's not seeing the good that he's not seeing the stuff that uh woo and um darcy are seeing the good side she he's just oh just look at this and he wants to go in and destroy and kill yeah and he's going to be that that cop fbi agent the the rough tumble i'm going to go in and destroy you know yep maybe not Um, necessarily a super he's not going to be a superhero villain or anything he's just gonna be a dickhead human
0: yeah i think i think that they're <laughs> deliberately playing with like the idea that he's another alexander pierce but i think for that reason the fact that alexander pierce has already been that that exact trajectory of a villain in the in the mcu yeah. they don't want to pull the same trick twice you know they're yeah. not gonna they they have they i feel like they have enough respect for their audience and they what's the what's the word i'm looking for like they have yeah, I guess that's it. They have a respect for their yeah. audience. They know that their audience is smart enough to, to pick up on these things. So they're not going to pull off the same trick twice. But what they can do is play with your expectations yes. and reveal that like, yeah, this guy sucks, but he is technically still on the side of good. He's just he, he just has it wrong. He's just yeah. is wrong. Yeah, gotcha. Because I think yeah. that's a more interesting character than just yeah. evil mustache twirling director of sword. Yeah,
1: exactly. I like that better, too.
0: So he catalogs how nine days ago, which that was surprising, like that timeline that we what we've been watching has been only over the course of about nine days. Yeah. Um, nine days ago, Scarlet Witch, uh, well, let's just say Wanda at this point, Wanda break, broke into a secret sword base and stole the corpse of Vision. Jimmy mentions that that is a direct violation of Section 36B of the Sokovia Accords. Yeah. And Hayward says, yes. And the vision's own living will because he didn't want to become anyone's weapon. Yes. Vision did not want to be anyone's weapon. So that tells me that vision is aware that his robotic body can still function without his personality or without his Mm -hmm. mind stone sentience. Yeah. And he knows that, that even if he is disabled, if his programming is is not inside of the body anymore, it can still be used as a vibranium robot body yeah. in some way. And that was what we've been seeing. So and Wanda's going against
1: his will. Yeah. Which again, I don't think Wanda would ever really do that to Vision, knowing what he, he wants. really wants. So again, the, the manipulation of something bigger is showing there too.
0: Yes. Yeah, definitely. She cause Because I also, I believe that too, that she wouldn't, that she wouldn't go against his will like that. And that whatever she's doing, it is to protect him in some way. Oh yeah. And I think, I think everything she's doing is a response, excuse me, is a response to what's happening to her. There's actually like a, man, there's, there's a line, there's a dialogue exchange between the two of them. That's actually very frightening and kind of contradicts what we're, what we've just said. It's right before the credits uh vision says you can't control me the way you do them and she just goes can't i yeah and then end credits and it's jarring it's terrifying that's when that that's when vision
1: just really that's when they get into that fight so basically if she's making these credits come up and vision is just like what so he's really aware now he's he's Mm -hmm. fighting through these credits rolling now he's pissed and he goes to the door he's changed his back you know and she starts really pointing out the shit that she's doing to these people. And he and starts levitating. Like yeah. she does too, like across from them and it's, yeah, it's, it's going to pop off. It's cool. And then that's when, you know, she he starts question. you know, she starts questioning, you really think it's me manipulating everything? And she starts to almost question, there's things that I'm not controlling here. And she, I think she's seeing it too. Maybe she starts to realize, I think she's maybe starting to realize
0: yeah, I think so and and Darcy mentions this whole th- idea that anything she doesn't want to happen or she doesn't want to break the illusion of her perfect world uh, happens out of frame. Like when they fly the drone in, she mm-hmm. keeps that out of frame.
1: <laughs> you know another part where you said about how you don't think that was really Wanda who left because that, is that the part where she breaks their drone?
0: Yes, and, then, and Darcy and then... also says like she decides Wanda decides what's go, what goes on the show and what doesn't. Yeah. And they just kind
1: of skip everything from her leaving the area and coming out like she her eyes just glow and then she's coming out of the shield. Uh, I'm kind of just wondering how that all goes by, how that all happens, because you also notice a oh, breach breach. You look in the back and it's the please stand by is on the TV. So the TV is no longer she's not there. So it's not you know, there's no picture. It's just the the rainbow. Please stand by. Yep. So. I don't know if the fact that they went right from that and cut out if there's more we're going to see in in between there later. What? How did she leave the area and what she tell her kids and that? That's why I also now when you're saying maybe it wasn't her, because did she just pause? She just like this and pause everything and leave? I just kind of think about how how that happened, you know? Yeah. If if it's really her, but what did all these people? What? What do they? They question the fact that she's just stepping out of the reality. The the kids, the kids are, you know, that's, that's kind of what I think, thinking
0: about. If they're sort of like aware under the veil that, that they're being controlled and and trapped, I do think like maybe when it happens, like whenever we cut to a commercial, for example, they're all maybe just frozen in place and they, they can't, they literally can't move or they have to hold their position (laughs) or else they're scared of what might happen to them if they break character. Yeah. Yeah, that's,
1: but basically what I, basically I rambled off there, but what I was going to say is her eyes just turn red and she comes out and they skip the whole, that whole point of her coming out. And I'd love to see, I just love to see that filled in. I feel like there could be something there that they purposely skipped. I don't know. I got that feeling. Yeah. And maybe down the road, we're going to see, see that.
0: And I think it's when she goes back into Westview that we cut to the Lagos commercial. It Um, is. There is so much in this commercial. So the it starts with like a juice spill and mm-hmm. it's specifically red juice which yep. a that is thematic with with her reality stone powers and all the red that we've seen with like the stork and everything else so far, but also because it's a reference to Lagos and the tagline Log, uh, Lagos paper towel, Lagos brand paper towels for when you make a mess you didn't mean to. Ah uh. Ryan, do you remember? Do you remember why Lagos is significant to Wanda?
1: Yeah, that's when she uh, redirected that explosion. The dude was going to blow himself up and sh- shot him off, and she killed a bunch of Wakandan people and some yeah. civilians.
0: Crossbones was going to kill Captain America. Um, yeah, by blowing himself up, and she, yeah, she contained the explosion. Yeah, within uh, Rumlow, and then yeah, slams him into the side of a building, which accidentally kills a whole bunch of people, yeah. and. That is basically what leads directly to the Sokovia Accords. We see all throughout that movie how how remorseful Wanda is, how bad she feels about this. Cap repeatedly tries to to tell her it wasn't her fault. Tony is like provoking her and calling her like a living weapon and and yeah. you know all of this stuff. And it's like you just see the guilt and the remorse on her face the whole time. And that's why I was yeah. saying like if she if she has this on her subconscious all the time. Like the blood, the juice that looks like blood and the paper towel that can barely clean it up. And it's spilling over the edge. And then the line just for when you make a mess, you didn't mean to. It's so sad. It's so tragic. And it, it it supports my theory that Wanda is not, it hasn't churned evil. If she still has this guilt, if she still feels bad about this thing that happened in the past, I don't think she's trying to fix it by churning evil. (laughs)
1: Yeah, those. I think those commercials are are maybe her her real consciousness showing it through the the illusion, you know, mm-hmm. through, through the um, the illusion of the of the sitcom. It's her her thoughts coming through. Yep, that's kind of how I see it. And it's her. It's her. It, you know, it's part of her guilt, and she's apologizing in her own subconscious
0: kind of way. Yep, because part of it, the commercials were the first one was Stark Industries, which she as a child saw. As like the, the thing that was responsible for all of the bad in her life, then it was uh, the, the Strucker watch. The watch and yeah. Strucker literally imprisoned her and did yeah. unethical human experimentation on her and her brother. <laughs> oh. Then what's the next commercial? It's uh, the bath the Hydra soak bath. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Time and yeah. then that
1: was. Oh, that then we didn't have. Then we didn't have one because the fourth episode was like not in the show. They they right. have it,
0: yeah. That's right. So this is the ne- this is the next one, and it's Lagos. Yeah. So it's all of these things that are that are part of her, I think, subconscious. Yeah. Which unfortunately supports the theory that Wanda is sleeping and she's being manipulated in a dream state. But let's skip past past that because I don't want that to be true.
1: Yeah, um, I don't, I don't <laughs> really want that either. I I feel like it's I feel like it's physically her. I want it to physically, yes. act, you know. But yeah, I don't. I i'm with you on that i don't like stuff like that dreams and yeah it's just, just it's cheap but
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah okay one big thing that happens is the kids uh have this fun sequence in the kitchen where they're giving something a bath in the sink and yep. wanda comes in and they're trying to cover it up uh she sees right through their little the ruse and, oh, and yeah. makes them move aside so and, so sick sitcomy yep <laughs> it's <laughs> ridiculous yep. uh <laughs> It's perfect. It's played pitch perfect. And then Vision walks in, morning wife, morning kids, morning unfamiliar wet animal. (laughs) (laughs) They decide on naming it Sparky. And Sparky doesn't get to be in much of the episode before we find that Agnes has found Sparky in her rose, in her azalea bushes, eating a bunch of leaves. And she says that she couldn't stop him before it was too late. She has uh, the dead dog wrapped up in a blanket and it's really, really sad. Ryan, I have a question. Yeah. Do you think Agnes killed the dog? I, 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 I do.
1: I do. do. I I do because I think it's just another thing to stir the pot. I don't think Wanda would do that. Um, And I think, like we said, Agnes has something to do with the thoughts in people's heads. So she has some control here and I think she has something to do with it, whether it's, there's probably more details to it. I don't think she just went up and like. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, you know, I, yeah. maybe it was a manipulation. The dog maybe isn't real. I don't know. And it's just meant to stir, you know, the emotions, which I think it does. I think uh, it's I very possible. Find it, I just <clears throat> wanted to mention before we move on, I find it curious that. Agnes always pops. I know we've talked about her so much, but I just wanted to add this. She always pops up mysteriously like, out of nowhere. She always comes through the door. You never see where she's coming from. She just pops out of the bush, yeah. which is,
0: is odd. You never see her come from anywhere. It's just boom, she's here. That's true. Odd. And Wanda is usually like <laughs> taken off guard by it every time. Yeah, it's so. I didn't notice that. That's a really good catch. It's definitely she, she's just everything.
1: She's just she's cool. It's like everything. I love her as an actress too. Yeah, uh, Katherine Hahn. So I just I really like her character. I loved her. I I watched the show Parks and Recreation. She was in that. Mm-hmm. I loved her in it. Um, Brian, she's just have you really seen
0: ba- Have you seen Bad Moms? I saw the first one and it was really funny. It's so good. <laughs> she's so funny in that. Yeah, she really is. Katherine Hahn. I think Katherine Hahn. I think is my favorite comedic actress right now. Oh yeah,
1: she's up there. She's genius. Great. I enjoy um, everything. This is the way she. Does other characters i enjoy it every time
0: I forgot about one little bit before before they find the dog. before they find agnes with the dog they pass by the mailman and the mailman says something a little mm-hmm. bit ominous um he mm-hmm. says don't worry your mom your mom won't let him go far uh yeah. talking about the dog which sort of supports the idea that like the dog is not actually real it's just a manifestation or an illusion conjured by wanda and she's in full control of it and the mailman knows this or at least Mm -hmm. thinks that that's the case. I noticed when I rewatched the first episode, we do see the mailman in uh, a few passing shots. And like in the second episode, we see him walking by Wanda and Agnes when they're on their way to the the swim club meeting. Okay. Dottie, and she's telling her all about Dottie. I Never noticed. It's subtle. He's sort of a background character, but this time he gets a couple of lines. So they are deliberately like bringing him more to the forefront. It's gotta mean something. It has to. He Then, yeah, then there's the conversation. You sort of talked about this earlier where one of the kids says, you can fix anything, mom. Fix dead. And they just mm-hmm. want her to bring the dog back. And she says that she can't. And I believe her because yeah. she, she has this whole, again, it's a very sitcom thing, but it's just good layers of writing where she says she leans in close to them and she's explaining to them, like, these things happen. and, and it's And it's unfortunate, but yeah. it's part of life. And we have to accept it no matter how much we want to change it. And you can tell at a certain point, like her eyes are getting a little wider. She realizes she's saying the things that she needs to hear. Yes. Um, because she can't let go of her husband who died mm-hmm. or her brother that died. And then exactly. the next thing that happens is her brother comes back alive <laughs> in a different form.
1: Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: Pietro knocks on the door. And Ryan, I want to tell you how much this... Show is playing with my my expectations and how much of an optimist I am. When they yes. showed the back of when there was the knock on the door and they showed the back of his head and they, it was like the gray hair, my yeah. very first thought was it's old Cap. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought because <laughs> they were close. I totally I could
1: have seen that happening. I, I was yep. I, I I I had no idea it was going to be Quicksilver from Fox. Like okay. I was, okay.
0: Yeah, it that it was my second thought, but my, man, I'm I'm my very first one was definitely like that's old Cap. Yeah. It's really cool because he's his whole thing after the movies ended was he's going back and fixing the timeline. So yeah, if this is something that's wrong that he has the my the stones he has the mm-hmm. Infinity Stones and he's able to fix it. Yeah, he might show up and try to help Wanda in some way. Absolutely. I'm still not ruling it out. I'm still like, it, obviously this wasn't cap, but I'm still not ruling out that we might see him at some point. <laughs> no, then apparently they're
1: supposed to be huge cameos. So and I don't think this was the huge cameo. I think there's something bigger. So there's going to be someone big, maybe, maybe multiple. Maybe and that's,
0: multiple. that could be one of them. So when Pietro does, when she does answer the door, it's revealed that it's him. He says, uh, uh, long lost bro, get to squeeze his stinking sister to death or what? <laughs> yep. Then he comes in. He sees Vision, and he says, "Who's the popsicle, Ryan?" Which I want to break. Yeah. Oh, well, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, that's
1: uh, actually a reference to what Days of Future Past X Men, where he's when they first go in, he's eating a red popsicle in the in the basement. So that answers my question. What? Yeah.
0: That's, so that answers my question perfectly. Okay. So it's kind of like they're, they're hinting
1: this is the Quicksilver from then. That's what I want. That's what I'm hoping, you know, because I really want it to be that version of Quicksilver. So that
0: little, that little comment means a lot. It does. What, so here's what I was thinking. You mentioned that when they were doing the black and white episodes, they had to paint Vision blue so that yeah. it would pop in black and white. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe this is a weird thing where like he's seeing vision as blue because when you say like popsicle, I think of like somebody's skin turning blue, like they have hypothermia, freezing. Yeah. Like, no, I you're you're almost certainly right with the the red popsicle because yeah, for one thing it yeah. was red. That's the introduction to the character. Yeah. That's a very strong reference to this being the actual yeah. Peter Maximoff from X Men. This is exactly why I went back and watched that movie because
1: i was like i just want to see if there's any connection or and i saw i saw you know he does a little speed thing and he's sitting down he's eating the red popsicle and i was like Mm -hmm. oh that's gotta be
0: the other thing that he says that i want (laughs) to break down is um long last Broke to squeeze his stinking sister to death or what Mm. it's just innocent enough but it's also ominous if if this is an illusion if this is a trick and this is an evil character, or this is something that was brought brought in by an evil character. Yeah. Definitely yeah. his intent could be to kill Wanda.
1: Yeah, and I've thought about that too. This could be, you know, because this is her weakness. You could bring in her, your brother and that's you top of this whole thing down. Yeah, I, I agree. I didn't really think about that too, but that little innocent comment could also, because he had very few lines, but the lines that he had there at the end, I think they're all supposed to mean something. So... Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I didn't catch that, but yeah. And maybe he is the Quicksilver from Fox and there to hurt her. Could be both because he's could be being manipulated. Uh, you know, oh, I, just,
0: I just can't wait. It's so exciting. <laughs> so what do uh, you think happened from, from his perspective? Like he, when, when we meet him in the X-Men movies, he's in like, I forget what town or what state they're in, but yeah. let's just say New Jersey. Let's just say like he's in another town in New Jersey. Yeah. So He is just sitting in his basement, eating popsicles, playing arcade games. And then what, what compels him to run all the way to Wanda's front door? Well, I think that it's, he's being taken control of by something and
1: it's bringing him there or like I mentioned earlier, it's kind of like the snap. He literally doesn't remember anything. It just, he goes and he reappears in this universe. Like he was gone. If my theory of them snapping into existence is true, that, that, it could be like that. He just disappeared and came into our world. Or yeah. he's
0: brainwashed. And yeah, because yeah, in, in the know. movies, in the movies where we see him, he is uh in Apocalypse, he finds out that Magneto is almost definitely his father and he wants to talk to him about it, but he sort of chickens out when he gets the chance to.
1: Oh, it's, speaking of Magneto being her father, there's there's also that cool part where he she comes out of the world. Uh, you know, the part where she comes out. And she does the same thing that Magneto does in X Men, and turns the guns on all the cops. Yep, but does it in a, in a different way, but same idea. So that could be another hint that Magneto could be the big cameo
0: too. Ooh, that's a good point. That's a really good like, point. Both their dad, you know, that'd be uh, cool. It would. but yeah, he's definitely like looking for. Uh, he's looking for that fam, that long lost family member, his father. Yeah, there's no mention he doesn't mention anything and his mom doesn't mention anything about a long lost sister or anything like that. So it's, it's just interesting that when he comes in, it's like he has these memories and all of this knowledge of being her long lost brother. And like, he's wanted to see her for, it's, it's clearly false memories that were built by something or constructed by someone. Definitely. Because in the X-Men
1: universe, I believe they do mention his sister. Wanda, like upstairs being his little sister or something. I do that they, can't do they remember? You
0: you watched it more recently than me. I
1: did, but I can't uh, I can't remember this part. Like they do somehow mention his sister upstairs or something when they go over, you know, to his house. I, okay. I can't remember exactly. I'd have to watch it again. I just
0: didn't I didn't like
1: take it all in, but Yeah, I'm going to go um, back
0: and revisit that.
1: So it's a mention. So he has a different memory of a of his sister. The, like you said, it has to be some kind of false memories in his head because i think he had a sister they just didn't they just didn't give her any development they just mentioned it to give you oh just give you that little oh they're mentioning the scarlet witch cool you know back then but now he has different memories
0: so i like you said i feel like he's definitely being manipulated and given false memories considering the timeline of the x-men fox movies and he appears in the ones that are in the 80s and the 90s it it tracks chronologically makes sense Yep. absolutely that Wanda and him would be the same age at this point. And Mm -hmm. it's, man, it's so, it's so crazy (laughs) possibilities. And it's just like, it
1: hurts my brain thinking about all the ways that how it can connect and the different things that can contradict. It's just like, Oh man, (laughs) I can't wait to see
0: how they, how they, how they do this. It's, it's just so cool. I think it's wonderful that the writers gave themselves this problem to deal with because it's such, they painted themselves into into such a corner. They have to address it next week and it has, and it changes everything. It changes everything Uh, about the two different movie universes and it makes it so like one way or another, they have to explain this crossover. And it either lets more characters bleed over into from one reality into the other one, or it's just something that we can't, even think of because the writers are too yeah. clever <laughs> they've come up
1: with some crazy shit already they know where they're going i bet I, I i bet that's what it is i i really hope it's something crazy and i really hope he's from the another universe i really hope this is where we start getting all the all the other i hope it's not a fake out kind of like they did with spider-man with mysterio they mentioned yeah. the multiverse, but it's not really the multiverse and like ah, oh, it, it was like a hint And I hope they're not just going to, I hope this, they're really diving into it now. And I hope this whole phase is just going to build up into a whole craziness.
0: That, (laughs) that was a disappointing trick, but I got to say like that, that is perfect characterization of Mysterio that it's just a disappointing trick. Like everything, everything (laughs) about Mysterio always ends up being a disappointing trick. Yeah. So it works. It does. I have just two more things. Uh, one more thing in the episode to talk about, which is sure. Monica is, at the end, she's, she's strategizing. She wants to go back into the town and she's talking about making some, some sort of contraption, some sort of tank that's basically like a fallout shelter on wheels. And she says she needs lead for the photons, cadmium for the neutrons, and tantalum for the seismic blasts. I okay. think this is a, like, Chekhov's, fallout shelter tank situation where we're Mm going to see monica rambo in some sort of rolling (laughs) protective which we
1: do kind of see in one of the vehicle spots we do yeah there's actually one of the uh it's a real quick clip but it shows she's in this like vehicle thing and just rams into the red side of the trying to ram through it it's so awesome there's there's definitely is they do make it (laughs) i i I like, like
0: I like this character more and more every episode, Monica, and, and I'm, so I'm very excited to see her have a big action yeah. sequence like that. You know, and then
1: she mentions, I know, an aerospace engineer that would really be up for this task, and then it kind of
0: gets cut off. Do you think they're alluding to something else? Maybe. Uh, is it um, Eric Lensher? Is that his name? No, wait, that's Magneto's name. Um, who's the guy? E- Eric Selvig? Is that his name, Eric Selvig he was in the Thor movies and then he was in the first Avengers. He was the one that was mind controlled by Loki. And let me look at, let me look him up real can't, quick. I can't remember. Eric Selvig is played by Stellan Skarsgard, was recruited as a consultant for Shield. Loki invaded Earth, put him under mind control, which temporarily damaged his mind. Can't picture him. He's an astrophysicist. He's he's the one like driving around with Jane and Darcy in the in the first Thor movie. Okay. Yeah, I've seen the first Thor movie once because okay. first two Thor movies
1: are like my least favorite.
0: Yeah, but. but then his his other big appearance is in the first Avengers movie. He's like right. him and Clint Barton are being manipulated by Loki, and they basically destroy the Shield base together mm-hmm. um, under Loki's yeah. control. I so base. what but. what was the what did you say that they referred to them as? They said like I know a astrophysicist. I know an, aeros- an, an aerospace engineer. Aerospace, energy. so it's not him. You know who I think it is? Who? Rhodey. No, yeah. he's not an engineer, is he? He's he's like a soldier, who's like.
1: I th- I thought they could be alluding to possibly Richard Reed from the Fantastic Four. <gasps>
0: Ooh. You know, because
1: okay. they cut her off and don't let it, and they just give you that hint, and then they don't continue with the conversation, so you're just kind of left to wonder. So I thought maybe another
0: little mention there. Yeah. So okay. He- <laughs> <laughs> you know It's funny about that. If what? the Fantastic Four shows up, there's a possibility that it could that we could get the human torch that is either Chris Evans or Michael B. Jordan.
1: Yeah. And, and Chris Evans has they've said he's been signed on to do some roles in the MCU again. So if it could be something crazy like that, I don't know. You know, if they just, yeah. just a lot of people say it's like could be something like we
0: totally don't expect and well what if it was know. michael b jordan as the human torch and like who was it kate mara oh, yeah. was um missing great yeah <laughs> just more playing
1: around with the characters played by the same actors in different worlds i think that's yep. so cool
0: um and then because of course michael b jordan was killmonger in black panther mm-hmm. of course so, that's would yeah. be really fun
1: oh yeah um, and uh, whether they introduce the, maybe they won't introduce the fantastic four maybe it's just also maybe just a comment to get us thinking that it's coming or maybe it's mentioned. What if they pop up? That'd be pretty cool.
0: I I'd love to see John I, Krasinski. <laughs> yeah, John Krasinski. Um, is is there any like actual buzz about John Krasinski being Reed Richards, or is that just like a fan I, hope?
1: Uh, it's a fan hope, but he has also been. He's been in talks with Marvel, and he's mentioned it. That amazing. He, so, and now he's been quiet about it for. I haven't heard much in the last few months. So whether that means he's actually okay. been filming some scenes, I don't know.
0: Just it's, hopeful thinking. <laughs> yeah, it'd be and it'd be a good time to bring in the Fantastic Four because of the next the next phase of the MCU is most likely going to involve Galactus in some way. So it would be it'd be it'd be fantastic if they, if yeah. they brought in it would be uh, awesome. Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer, like all of that to bring the whole space section of yeah. of MCU into the forefront, the the Marvel comics into the fourth. In front of the MCU. Yeah. All right, Ryan, do you have any more notes on the episode itself? Cause I have one more thing, but it's in the, it's in the credits. It's in the closing credits.
1: Mm-hmm. Magnus fiction. You can do that. We mentioned that. Yeah, no. We covered everything here. I think we so, covered everything I
0: had. You, you're pretty good. For the, for, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> for the first time I wrote down all of the images that we see in the closing credits sequence. I didn't really, I started to notice it in the first episode, but I thought like, ah, eh, whatever, I'll, we'll, I'll revisit this. You mean um, those little like animated things in the background? Yeah, but like, yeah. Okay, I never paid attention to that. So what do you got? So, so in this order, here's what we see. A rose, mm-hmm. uh, a pair of glasses, a gazebo, a water tower, butterflies, which are just like the ones that she puts up in the mobile for, uh, above the crib yeah. in the third yep. episode stairs just a just a set of stairs leading to nowhere and then a house very like suburban two story house and fi- uh, oh and then masks like a vision a classic comics vision mask and a classic comics scarlet witch mask and then right. finally two rings that are interlocking which is in the first episode wanda creates rings out of nothing yeah because vision mentions that they don't even have rings so she just mm-hmm. creates them. So what do you think about those images? A rose, glasses, gazebo, water tower, butterflies, stairs, house, masks, and then rings?
1: I don't know. That's a really good question. I didn't even notice it, so I haven't had much time to think about that. I'd say they seem like maybe aspects of each episode thrown into a drawing. You think it means more than that? I don't know. It's, I mean...
0: Yeah. What Did you have a theory? What do you... like? I don't. That's why I, yeah, I yeah. wanted to like ha- try to hash it out and see if we could come up with mm. anything, but like maybe maybe after you watch it again and we we can yeah. revisit it next week and we'll have a little more richness to it. But I yeah. do think there's some yeah, significance to that. each item. I'm going to watch I'm going to watch that and rethink about it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So that's I think everything I have to say about this episode. It was a very special episode. It was a great episode. Oh, it was great, man. I can't wait. can't wait for the next one. (laughs) Now the next one is very likely going to be a 90s sitcom. And we've sort of talked about some ideas of what sitcom, uh, what sitcoms they might cover. So let's, let's, let's speculate a little bit about those. Like what, what's your strongest pick? What's your biggest pick for 90s sitcom for next week? Definitely going to have, it's the biggest thing. It's going to be like a, a modern family type, you know,
1: type was style. That 90s? I thought yeah. modern family was like early 2000s. Oh Yeah you're right. That is 2000s So that's probably coming later. Nineties. Hmm. Maybe we'll get uh oh man I'd love something like like fresh pinch of Bel Air
0: style. Yeah. Um you know I'd love them to go in like a direction like that. That'd be so cool. I want Agnes to oh. walk in. I want Agnes to like Blat, burst open the front door like Kramer and. <laughs> boom, boom, <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> yes. It would be great. They're definitely going to do a Seinfeld. They've got to, a friend Seinfeld. <laughs> but now yeah seinfeld friends those are big ones full house i think was more 80s and we started this was sort of like growing pains full house ish episode it
1: it was yeah and that full house was like yeah it was like late 80s early 90s but it had that it had an such an 80s sitcom vibe to it that it works
0: better in that episode we mentioned the possibility of saved by the bell which is a super super 90s show and that also has zach morris has the power to stop time he can go time out and everybody freezes right yeah they they could do do a little cheeky reference to that
1: (laughs) that'd be awesome that's a good point (laughs) dude zach morris maybe he's gonna come in from the uh, multiverse and save save the whole place
0: maybe he's coming in to
1: save the world baby
0: (laughs) zach morris of all people um (laughs) zach morris is actually a piece of shit yeah zach morris is trash if you're uh i'm gonna i'm gonna put a link in the show notes to the funny or die videos of zach morris is trash because if zach morris does come into the mcu he's definitely hydra he's definitely a villain oh yeah somebody's (laughs) killing him awesome yeah i i'm very excited for next week and yeah and we'll talk more about the those things in the closing credits next time. Uh, yeah. Anything else to say about, about WandaVision before we wrap up? No, it's just uh spectacular,
1: amazing so far. It's just getting better and better. I cannot wait to see what they do.
0: Me too. All right, Ryan, we'll, we'll, we'll come back next week for more WandaVision. I wish I had like a good sign off thing. So I'm going to, i to throw it to you. Sign us yeah. off right.
1: <laughs> we will see you later. We'll see you next week. I love you all perfect. (laughs) (laughs) There's probably more details to it. I don't think she just went up and like... Camera zooms in on me. So we get out. some high-proof
0: alcohol. We get gasoline. Anything that says. What funny. makes our lives worth living is our mortality. If there were not mortality, we wouldn't be. Packed. Luckily
1: for me, most of the beauty pageants that I've um, participated
0: in don't. I've yet. done my fair share of blog I've
1: always liked showing myself off naked. Got up
0: out of the seat, walked to me, and then slapped me. Spontaneous conversation with people from around the world on Stranger Than Christian, available on your favorite podcast app and at strangerthanchristian.com.
1: Thanks for listening to the Apocalypse Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, go to ApocalypsePodcastNetwork.com. And remember, every time you support one of our sponsors, you're supporting the podcast you just heard.